Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you listen to this podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I'm Jameson. I'm the genius getting you set for week one. That's right. We are officially here. We got one game in the books. The Houston Texans took on the Kansas City Chiefs last night. And uh, today's podcast, we are going to talk about that game, talk about what happened, what we liked, what we didn't like. We're also going to take a look at what's going to happen up this upcoming weekend with week one on Sunday. We'll take a small look at what's going to happen on Monday night. But for the most part, we're going to concentrate on Sunday's games this on, during this podcast and our upcoming podcast schedule now that we are officially in the season mode for 2020 on Mondays we will take a look at the upcoming Monday night football game and we'll also recap what happened over the weekend on Thursdays we will take a look at what's going to happen on the Thursday night game and kind of do a brief look at what's going to happen on the upcoming weekends and on Fridays uh, we're going to take a look at what happened on Thursday night and we're going to take a look at what's going to happen upcoming uh, during that weekend of games as well so that's going to that's going to be our, our podcast schedule this year Mondays Thursdays and Fridays make sure to tune tune in and hopefully we can help you dominate your leagues and win money in DFS if you like DFS we'll also have some DFS nuggets as well but our main goal is to help you win in your fantasy leagues on a weekly basis so you can bring home those trophies that's what we're going to do that much more this season little house clean before we get into today's podcast. If you've not followed us over on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter, and our Instagram handle is at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And our website, as always, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning isn't everything. It's the genius thing. We have our mastermind chat ready to go. Some people have already purchased it. Hopefully you guys can get into it as well. This year being a little uncertain, I think mastermind is going to be a a much needed uh, resource that that a lot of people can take advantage of. You have access to yours truly. uh, Just another fantasy mind to have um, in your back pocket for those late scratches, for uh, maybe those roster pickups throughout the week. We have weekly, monthly, and full season packs available. And And as always, we talked about in the past, if something does happen this season and the season is not finished, whatever is left on your package, whether it be the weekly, the monthly, or the full season, we will refund the difference, or we will put that towards 2020, depending on what you would like to do. If there is a shortened season, we will make sure it's right for you, so that way you get your money's worth, and we help you dominate your leagues on a weekly basis in 2020, just like we did in 2019, where we helped a lot of people win their division, their leagues. We're hoping to do the same thing in 2020, helping you win after draft night is officially over. Now we need to make those moves. We need to make those waiver wire pickups. We need to make those uh, weekly roster moves. That's what we're going to do with Mastermind Chat. 100% of your questions answered. Um, all your questions answered 100% of the time. Most likely will be within an hour or two, but within 24 hours, I'll get back to you. And always up till kickoff, I'm available for any last-second questions for late scratches, whatever it might be. And this year being uncertain with the virus, we don't know about players testing positive. When those are going to come out is going to be last second on Sunday mornings. So we'll make sure we get you guys set for your leagues if you have to make a last-second scratch move on your roster move. So definitely give it a look on our website for our Mastermind Chat. And if you have questions, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Enough of that. Let's get on into today's podcast. Let's first talk about the game last night. The Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs kicked off the 2020 football season. My, uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson. David Johnson versus the rookie Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Will Fuller, David Johnson, Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks versus Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Darrell Williams, and so on and so forth. Lots of weapons last night. Um, started off a little slow. 
The Texans did jump out to an early lead, uh, taking a 7-0 lead into the second quarter. But after that happened, it was all Kansas City, something I think we're going to see a very common theme as the year progresses, moves on. Um, I think we're going to see kind of Patrick Mahomes' offense kind of of us uh, uh, smoothly roll through the through through games for the most part, and we may see this team kind of uh, take the pedal down a little bit later on in the games, which can affect maybe the the upside of some of these players. But again, we know Mahomes, we know Kelsey, Kelsey, we know Hill, we know uh, McCall Harmon, we know <laughs> Clyde Edwards-Alaire looked excellent last night. We'll talk about him a little later here. But we know these players are going to get their due. They're going to they're going to get their points. They're going to get their, uh, their 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 scores. But it might come early in games, so maybe their upside might not be as high as you maybe thought it was at the start of the game because of how good they start out the game. I think we're going to see the Chiefs kind of take their pedal off the floor a little bit as the game move along, especially if they have these big leads like they had last night, uh, jumping out to a, a, a huge lead um, and, and not really having to kind of force things later on in the game. Um, but we did see Deshaun Watson. One thing we do like about Deshaun Watson, had a horrific first half, didn't look good at all. The entire offense kind of looked slow um, outside of maybe David Johnson for that first half. Even the first three quarters, the offense really didn't do much. That, but that final quarter, we saw Deshaun Watson finally get there. And, yes, garbage time does count in fantasy. We don't care if it comes to fantasy football. As long as our players get there, that's all we care about. And Deshaun Watson did finally get there. It did take him a while, but he did finally get there. So Deshaun Watson, uh, 20, 20 for 32, 253 yards, a touchdown and a score, added six carries for 27 yards and another score. So as I talked about, he did get there um, by the end of, this, end of the game. Patrick Mahomes didn't look great in terms of yardage, but he looked like the normal Patrick Mahomes we're used to. Three touchdowns, looked fantastic, getting everybody involved. Uh, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, uh, Tyreek Hill, all with five-plus catches. Got another three from Marcus Robinson. Um, I, I was expecting a little more out of McCole Hardman, maybe a little more out of Daryl Williams, but I, I think Daryl Williams looked decent for his backup role to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And speaking of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, fantastic debut for this Chiefs team. 25 carries, 138 yards, and a score. He added uh, a, a couple targets. It didn't bring in any of those targets. I did think that he might be a little more involved in the passing game. But again, the Chiefs really didn't have to do a whole lot of passing in this game. I think they kind of... Um, Outside of that, that first early score by Houston, they kind of controlled everything on defense, on offense, on special teams, whatever it was. This team kind of controlled Houston from the get-go. So they really didn't have to rely on the passing game much, which is why the, the yardage was down for Patrick Mahomes. But going back to CH, fantastic debut. Just what this Chiefs team needs, another superstar weapon on offense. You give this, give this team a, a running game that looked dynamic last night, and I think this team is going to be a scary team yet again in 2020. Coming off the Super Bowl victory, I think they are right in the mix to do it again, to repeat. It's been a while since we've had a repeat champion, but I think the Chiefs are well aware of that, and I think they're obviously going to be one of the better teams in football. And last night they showed it with a dominating win over the Houston Texans. Uh, going over to the Houston side of things, I just talked about Watson did finally get there um it was a struggle for the first three quarters didn't look so great especially on offense the entire offense really didn't look that great um for the first three quarters but again the, the fourth quarter they were able to get some garbage time for Deshaun Watson uh Will Fuller looked fantastic last night if he is if he looks this good in a bad game for Houston imagine what's going to look like when this team starts to roll kind of gets their their act together Brandon Cooks was a little banged up coming in the game you got to think that hopefully he can get back to his health and and, and give this offense a little more weapons one thing that I didn't, uh, didn't understand is why they didn't take as many shots down the field with this passing game. 
I, I take it Brandon Cooks was hurt, and so maybe he's not um, 100%, so you're not going to want to have him going with that deep ball. But th- throwing the ball more often to Will Fuller, I thought Randall Cobb was underutilized in this entire game. I thought he's going to have a huge impact, especially with a banged-up Brandon Cooks. I thought Randall Cobb was a given for the five-plus targets. Um, Maybe 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 more than that, having five or seven. I thought Brandon Cobb was going to have a much more bigger impact than he showed last night. Only two catches, twenty three yards, and three targets. And and, and the, his first target came super late in the game. I think it was even even in that fourth quarter was his very first target. That's not going to get it done. You need to get these uh, these these weapons on offense going early. You need to start using a deep ball. And I think Houston hopefully can realize that moving forward in week two. But again, I think they eventually got there. Uh, Deshaun Watson got there. Will Fuller got there. David Johnson looked pretty decent last night as well. Um, got got a little banged up with a wrist injury, but, look, but he did come back, so it looks like he's fine. Duke Johnson left late as well. Um, Going to have to keep an eye on, on, on that injury um, for the Texans as well. But again, Will Fuller looked fantastic, and if this is how he's going to look in a bad game for Houston, imagine what it's going to look like for a good good game when this team starts to really roll. We just got to hope that Fuller and Cooks can stay healthy for 16 games. If that's the case, I do like the offense this year in Houston, despite the low, slow start in the 2020 season against the Chiefs. But again, Chiefs coming out of the um, coming out the gate strong. It's kind of tough to win in Kansas City. Um, it's great to have football back. Great to have the game back. Uh, some 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 great options last night in fantasy. Obviously, if you have Deshaun Watson, you're sitting nice. Obviously, if you have Will Fuller, you're sitting nice. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you're sitting nice. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, if you have him, you're sitting very nice. Um, the the rookie, as I talked about, looks fantastic and can't wait to see what he can do on a weekly basis. If this is what we're going to see out of CH on a weekly basis, look out, NFL. The Chiefs are back in 2020. Moving forward to the upcoming Week 1 Sunday schedule, we'll start off with the Chicago at Detroit game. I think on offense, we're looking at a couple, maybe offenses that we, that we might want to target a little bit in, in, in this game. Um, uh, Mitchell Trubisky is going to get the start for the Bears uh, against a, a struggling uh, secondary for the Detroit Lions. I think there is uh, past success, success for this passing game. I do like Allen Robinson quite a bit this week. doesn't matter who the quarterback is. He does kind of get the job done on a weekly basis. Um, hopefully Trubisky can kind of get back into going um, back in the hang of things this year. A uh, down year last year. You got to wonder: Is he the answer for this for this franchise? Only time will tell, and, we, and, and this likely will be his last year to kind of prove it. Otherwise, the Bears may be going to an, another route. So, hopefully, we can see Trubisky kind of have a decent year. And if that's the case, I do think Allen Robinson is going to be having a monster season. I do think he has top five upside, as I talked about when we we're doing our drafts. And I think Allen Robinson is going to kick off his season with a nice game against the Detroit Lions. No more Darius Slay for the Lions, so they don't have that lockdown corner they've had in years past. So, I think there is a path for a monster game for Allen Robinson. As for Detroit, absolutely love this stack of Matthew Stafford and with either uh, Kenny Galladay and or Marvin Jones. We do have to kind of keep an eye on on Galladay. I think he's coming in with a hamstring injury. So if he can't go, that makes Marvin Jones even a better play. As for the running backs in this in, in this game, I'm not too high on either side of the ball. Sounds like DeAndre Swift uh, is is having a tough time going as we start the season. Um, it's going to be Adrian Peterson. It's going to be um, Carryon Johnson to start the game, and I think eventually down the, down the road we are going to see Swift kind of take over that that starting role 
for the Detroit Lions. But as it is right now, I think he's having a little tougher time getting things going for the Detroit Lions. Um, on the better side of things, sounds like Dave Montgomery is going to play, but he's going to be limited. That has me completely off of him, and I don't mind a few shares of Tariq Cohen because I think the Bears, if they are going to win this game, are going to have to pass the ball, and Cohen is the better back out of the backfield as a pass catcher. Next up, Miami at New England. Miami Dolphins are a team that we, uh, I, I think, are going to struggle early on, and but I think we're going to eventually kind of see what this offense does, especially once Tua um, kind of gets in the game as a starting quarterback. But as as it says right now, it's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick starting out the game. So I do think that they're they do have options on offense, but I'm not too sold on these options. Uh, the, New England does have a lot of holes on defense with a lot of players opting out in 2020, so I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. But it is this is the Miami Dolphins offense. This is a team that struggled last year, and I definitely think we're going to see that struggles uh, um, start off, especially early. But I think as the year moves along, we're going to kind of see what kind of youth this has. And if they do have the right decisions, I think the Bears – I mean, I'm sorry. I think the Miami Dolphins are going to show us that they do have some good talent on offense once Tua is the starting quarterback. Um, so I'm not sold on too many parts of the Miami Dolphins. I, I think there is a case maybe for a Devontae Parker and or a Preston Williams. Uh, Mike Jacecki, I do like him quite a bit in this game. Um, he, he might be my, my favorite in this offense as well. Not going to touch either one of the running backs. As for the, the, the New England Patriots, going to see what kind of uh, play still has in the tank for Cam Newton, starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. I am kind of interested on, on, to see what he's going to do in the upcoming season. But again, I don't know how many shares I'm going to have of too many players in this game because there's other options that I like to, tar- to target in the other games upcoming this weekend. Next up, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team. Um, I like quite a bit on the Philadelphia side of things. Miles Sanders, everybody knows my love of, of him this year. I think he's in for a monster year. But there's one one thing that kind of worries me is there is rumors that they may limit him to start the year. If that's the case, it kind of dampers my love for him to start the year, but absolutely love him for the entire season. Um, so I think I may play the wait and see with Miles Sanders, but absolutely love Carson Wentz and Deshaun Jackson this year, uh, this this week. I absolutely um, love that stack in uh deep GPPs. Yes, it might be a popular stack, but I think there is a path for a tremendous outing against a very bad defense in the Washington football team. Um, the, the receiving core in, in, in Philadelphia is banged up, so it is going to be Deshaun Jackson kind of getting the starting job. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's not going to play likely. Uh, we got Jalen Rager uh, banged up as well, likely not going to play. So there's uh, just like in years past, the Philadelphia second uh, wide receiver's are banged up, and there's very limited options. Still, that's going to make the tight end position even more important. We know Zach Ertz has a great chemistry with Carson Wentz. Absolutely love Zach Ertz as well. And I don't hate the idea of going a double stack with Zach Ertz and Deshaun Jackson with Mr. Carson Wentz. I think Dallas Goddard also has um, some value in this week as well. And even though I'm not going to be going much on Miles Sanders, I think Miles Sanders has a lot of uh, upside in this game as well. But it's, it's just for me, I think the possibility that he is going to be possibly limited in this uh, to start the season. I think in season-long leagues, you definitely have to start him. But as for uh, DFS purposes, I think I might wait and see what kind of impact Sanders is going to have early on in the season. But I think I'm going to have plenty of shares of him each and every week moving forward because I think this is a big year for Sanders. And especially with this team not bringing in uh, an- another option in the backfield and not carrying very many running backs that proves they are not worried about his health but they are going to limit him it sounds like early on in the season this year as for the Washington side of things, I think the only player that I'm really looking for, looking towards is I think 
Antonio uh, Gibson is a player that's going to be very popular. Four thousand. His, his salary on DraftKings is is just four thousand. So what he has to do to kind of uh, return that value is is not much. So I think definitely he's going to be very popular, and I think he's a player that you definitely need to have in your roster if you are going to win these GPPs. Because I don't see a bad game out of him, especially out of the out of the backfield as a pass catcher. We know Washington's going to have to probably throw the ball to beat the, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles are likely going to win this game handily, which is going to make the Washington have to throw the ball quite a bit. That's going to put me on Antonio Gibson, especially with that salary. It's kind of hard to avoid him in all formats this weekend. I don't know if I if I like him in season long. I just wanted to make sure I see what kind of uh, impact he's going to have. And more than likely, where you draft him, draft him at, you're not going to have to rely on him on a weekly basis. But he's a player that could possibly win you a league if he does kind of turn into the player that some believe he will be. But I do think Terry McLaurin is in for a big year, uh, week this this year. Yes, I, uh, the Philadelphia secondary is a little better this year, but we know that they do struggle against wide receiver ones. And I think that it's Darius Slay they brought in from uh, the, the uh, Detroit Lions. He is a nice uh, shutdown corner, but he's not as as a. Uh, He's not as top elite as some of the other corners in his league, so I definitely think that there is pass for success against him, and I think McLaurin can have a decent game against Philadelphia this weekend. Next up, we have the Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings. A lot of different ways you can go with this game. I think both offenses are going to be uh, having a big game. Big game. Green Bay's defense does improve this year, but I think it's going to take them a little while to kind of get the, the – getting those flows going, kind of sh- uh, proving that they are a better defense. Minnesota has struggled uh, last year, and I think they're going to struggle this year on defense as well. They've lost a step. They've lost some players. So I definitely think Minnesota can be had on defense. So I do like Green Bay and Minnesota, both sides of offenses this week. Um, as for the Minnesota side of things, I think that um, I'm more into the passing game against the Green Bay Packers. So I do like Kirk Cousins. I do like uh, I, lo- I love a- Adam Thielen this week and moving forward. Justin Jefferson looks like he's going to be the number two option there in Minnesota. And if they are going to put Irv, Irv Smith Jr. at the slot, which there's rumors that they might be able to kind of put him in the slot a, a few times here and there, I do think that there is pass for him having a big year this year. But I think I'm going to do the wait and, wait and see game with Irv Smith. Kyle Rudolph is kind of mad for me. I don't think he has a lot of upside um, left in him in that tank. I do think it's going to be eventually going to be the Irv Smith show there in Minnesota. So I think it, for me, it's all Adam Thielen, a little bit of Justin Jefferson, and I'm going to have some likely some shares of Dalvin Cook, maybe even a little bit of Ale- Alexander Madison as well. As for Green Bay, I think anybody's in play. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. I think you can also maybe look at A.J. Dillon this week. I think you, uh, obviously you're going to be looking at Devontae Adams, who I think is going to have a monster game against this Minnesota secondary i can see a a wide receiver one type of game um the overall wide receiver one this week uh, for adams i think he's in for a big week against the vikings just like he's in for a big year overall um alan lazard he's getting a lot of praises from aaron Rodgers, so you got to definitely think that he might be in play this week I don't think I'm going to be touching the tight ends yet, but I think early on it sounds like it's Robert Tanyan. But eventually I think they are going to want to try to see if Jay Sternberger is the option at tight end. And this offense does like to use a tight end in years past. Yes, maybe they haven't done it as much recently, but we do know that Aaron Rodgers does like his tight end position. Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Another game where I think it's going to be a lopsided uh, game for the Indianapolis Colts. I think Colts are going to kind of show that the Jags are way well behind in this division. Jags are in rebuild mode where the Colts are going to be contending for the title in the AFC South. 
We know Philip Rivers loves to use his running back, loves to use his tight end and the slot receiver. That puts me on Austin Eckler, obviously. obviously I mean, sorry, not Austin Eckler. That puts me on Naheem Hines as a sleeper option. That puts me on Paris Campbell as a value receiver. And that puts me all over Jack Doyle. I think Jack Doyle is going to be a big-time player this year. Um, for 3600 over on DraftKings, I think the value is there, obviously. And I think he's in for a big year. And it starts this week against the Jacksonville Jags, who are middle of the road against tight ends from last year. Um, I, as for the Jags side of things, I'm not going to touch the running back position. I likely won't have too many shares of guard Minshew to start out the gate, but I do like DJ Shark. Um, and I think that we may see, as the year progresses, a lot of Chenault to kind of see what they have in the rookie wide receiver. This is a rebuild mode, so I want to see what they have in the rookies and with the young talent there for Jacksonville. Next up, we have the Seattle and Atlanta. This is a game I think is going to be very... Um, offensive explosion type of game. I think we're going to see a Russell Wilson uh, passing type of offense this week. Uh, so that puts me on DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett quite a bit. Don't know how much I'm going to have in the ground game. I, th- I just think that the passing game is going to be much more uh, shown in against the Atlanta Falcons. And as for the Atlanta side of things, absolutely love this week and moving forward. Everybody knows I do love me some Calvin Ridley this this year. Um, starts this week. I think Alvin, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and Matt Ryan are elite options in all formats this week. I think all three could be in the winning lineup um, for some of those big GPP tournaments there over on DFS. So I absolutely think that we want to target this passing game for Atlanta this week, and really on a weekly basis we want to target Matt Ryan and his pass catchers. As for the running backs for Atlanta, uh, Todd Gurley, I think I want to see what he's going to do. I think I, I want to see how that knee is before I kind of uh, invest too heavily in him. Obviously, if you draft him in, in, in your season-long league, you likely have to play him. Yeah, like, like the FC, but I, I would like to see what his knee is looking like before we kind of invest too heavily with Gurley moving forward. Next up, we have the Cleveland, ba- Cleveland and Baltimore game. Uh, last year, we saw this Baltimore offense uh, – overall show that they are elite elite with Lamar Jackson the MVP of the league last year I think it's just going to be the same as last year with Baltimore they add weapons they add J.K. Dobbins they get a healthy um, Marquise Brown I think this offense is going to even be better than they were last year and I think before before it's all said and done I think Dobbins might overtake that starting role Um, maybe not as a starter but his impact might be a little greater than Mark Ingram and if something does happen to Ingram uh, J.K. Dobbins could be a league winner as I talked about in some of these draft specials um, I think Dobbins has the potential to be a league winner if something does happen to Ingram and I think no matter what he's gonna have an impact and I think no matter what he may finish ahead of Ingram in 2020 in terms of fantasy production production Mark Andrews, a fine tight end option this week and moving forward. And I think the Browns um, are going to struggle against a very good Baltimore defense. But last year, we did see Chubb have success against this defense. So I think the only player I'm looking to target on Cleveland is Chubb, maybe a little bit of Kareem Hunt. Um, That's about it for me this week against Baltimore. Next up, we have the Jets and the Buffalo Bills. Love me some Buffalo offense. I think Josh Allen is a sneaky option to possibly be the MVP of the season this year. Um, Stephon Diggs is mean an, an interesting uh, target to, uh, with with his first game with 
Mr. Josh Allen. Uh, we, we know that John Brown had a nice year last year as well. Don't know what's going to happen in the, in the backfield with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, but I think I like a little more Singletary this week than I do Zach Moss, but I think it's going to be a definitely a, a closer to a 50-50 split with Buffalo, which is not ideal for fantasy purposes. As for the Jets side of things, I think the Jets are going to struggle out the gate moving forward, especially with a elite defense like the Buffalo Bills. I have no interest in any Jets player this week and likely not much in, in terms of the Jets moving forward in, in this year. And I think there's a very good chance we may see Le'Veon Bell moved if they can find the right person to take him off the, the team for this, that salary they have for him. Next up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders and the Carolina Panthers. So Christian McCaffrey, everybody knows who he is. So we're not going to talk about McCaffrey. Obviously, one of the better uh, plays any given week, um, if not the best play any given week. Josh Jacobs, I think if he's involved in the passing game a little more than he was last year, he's going to be even more solid of a play, and I do like him quite a bit against one of the worst rushing defenses in the Carolina Panthers. Um, as for the passing game, Teddy Bridgewater takes over for the Carolina Panthers, so I definitely like him with a possible DJ Moore or, um, stack. I don't I hate the idea of maybe looking at Curtis Samuel and or uh, Robbie Anderson as well, maybe going to double stack with Bridgewater, DJ Moore, and one of the other two receivers if you are going to fade Christian McCaffrey, which is kind of scary to say, but I think McCaffrey is going to be a very popular play in DFS. As for the Raiders side of things, Raiders, uh, the receiver core is kind of beat up, so I think we're going to see an early uh, impact for Henry Ruggs. I don't know how much exposure I'm going to have to him in week one, but I definitely think he is in play against a very bad Carolina defense who might finish as one of the worst, if not the worst, defense in football in 2020. Next up, the Chargers and the Bengals. Everybody knows I am high on the Bengals' offense this year. I think Burrow coming in makes this offense much improved from a year ago, which is going to make Joe Mixon better, which is going to make Tyler Boyd better. Uh, We get A.J. Green back this year. For me, I think it's going to be um, Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon this week. I don't think I'm going to have too many shares of Joe Burrow because I want to see what he can do on week one. So I'm likely going to not target him early, but I'm definitely going to be looking at him on a weekly basis to see if he is truly the uh, player I think he can be even as a rookie. I think he's in for a fantastic career in the NFL. Um, and I think he's going to, like I said, I think he's going to make this offense that much better in 2020. Um, absolutely, but that, going back to Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon, I absolutely love both those players this week, especially with the Chargers losing their best player on defense. Um, it's, it's a tough blow for the Chargers, but it's good news for opposing offenses as they lose their best, def- best player on that defensive side of the ball. As for the Chargers side of things, Austin Eckler is always in play. I think he's in for a big year against a bad Bengals defense, and I'm uh, I am interested in Keenan Allen, but I definitely think that he um, he may not be as good as he has been in years past. And I do like Mr. Hunter Henry quite a bit this week against the Bengals, who are middle of the road against opposing tight ends from a year ago. And next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady's new Buccaneers against the New Orleans Saints. Pretty big divisional game right off the bat. Um, both players, both teams likely are going to be right uh, right in it until the very end. Um, this might be a pretty big game to have in the back pocket for one of the other teams. I do like quite a bit um, of the Bengals. I mean, I'm sorry, of, of the Saints and Buccaneers this week. Uh, don't know what's going to happen with Michael Ev- Mike Evans, but I am not likely going to be playing no matter what this week. But I absolutely love Chris Godwin against the New Orleans defense. And of uh, New Orleans side of things, you got to love Drew Brees and Michael Thomas at home. Absolutely love that against a bad Buccaneers secondary. I think this game's going to have a lot of scoring. So I think anybody and everybody on this 
in this game is in play. Rob Gronkowski, I mean, even maybe even a little O.J. Howard sounds like he has a nice camp. So if you want to try to take a shot and kind of avoid some of the chalky tight ends and go with someone off the board, uh, don't hate the idea of maybe an O.J. Howard. Uh, Jared Cook is about the only player that I'm likely not going to have too many shares of. I just like other options for the Saints um, over the tight end position. Next up, we have the Arizona and San Francisco. Uh, last year, we saw uh, Kyler Murray have success against a very good San Francisco defense. Um, so I don't, I, I don't like Kyler Murray this week, but I don't hate him as well. He's likely kind of a, an, a don't really know what I'm going to do with him this week. Obviously, if you have Kyler Murray as your quarterback in season long, you likely took him fairly high. So you're going to start him on a, on a weekly basis. But if you, if you do have another option, I don't hate the idea of maybe uh, benching Murray this this week despite having big games last year. And I do think this game can have a decently high-scoring option as well. So if you do have to start Murray, I don't think you're dead in the water. I do think there is going to be success to be had against the 49ers defense. Um, they do have some injuries on that side of the ball this year. Uh, I'm interested to see DeAndre Hopkins in this offense uh, being the number one overall um, option for the Cardinals. And I do think that we're going to see quite a bit of of uh, Kenyon Drake in this game as well. As for San Francisco side of things, uh, Mostert I think is in play. I think the passing game is in play with um, Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, and maybe it, maybe a little bit of Brandon Ayuk this week. Next up, we have the Sunday night game. Um, the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams um, opening up the new stadium for the Rams. Uh, it's going to be too bad that there's not going to have fans in the game um, for that, opening up that new stadium, but we understand what's going on there. Dallas, obviously, is one of the loaded offenses of the league. Dak Prescott, Dickie Elliott, Tony Pollard. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, uh, CeeDee Lamb, the rookie, and Blake Jarwin. There's a lot of mouths to feed in the offense. I think we're going to see right off the bat that this offense is going to be very good. I think the Rams are also going to be a pretty good offense this, this year as well. Jared Goff, I think, is going to bounce back from a kind of a struggle last year. He kind of got it going late in the 2019 season. So I definitely think we're going to see uh, Jared Goff kind of get back in the hang of things. Uh, no more Brandon Cooks in for the Rams. But they still have Robert Woods. They still have uh, Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson looked great in camp. Um, be interesting on, on on what the distribution is for the running backs there in for the Rams with Malcolm Brown, with the rookie Cam Akers, with Daryl Henderson. Hopefully, it's Cam Akers. I have a lot of shares of Cam Akers in fantasy, so I'm hoping that it's Cam Akers, and I think he can have a big game against the Cowboys defense. I like quite a bit in this game. Should be a fun Sunday night game if you play the slow down, uh, showdown slates. Um, if I'm picking between the two teams, I think I'm obviously going to have more shares of the Cowboys than the Rams. Um, and, but, but I think the Rams might be a little lesser owned if you're talking about showdown slates between the two teams. And on Monday night, we have the Titans and the Broncos. And we have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Giants. The, the Steelers and Giants are first, followed by the Titans and the Broncos. We'll talk a little more about both these both these games on Monday, but a quick rehab, uh, recap of what's going to happen in this game. Big Ben returns from a uh, 2019 season where he missed most of the season. I think he makes the entire offense much better. Absolutely love Juju Smith-Schuster, love Deontay Johnson, love James Conner against a bad, bad, bad Giants defense. And with the Giants defense being as bad as they are, they do have to put up the ball um, quite a bit. So I don't hate the idea of going with uh, a few Giants as well. Despite the Steelers having a very good defense, I think there is ways for the Giants to have success on 
offense. And as for the Titans and Broncos, uh, we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen with Cortland Sutton. He did bang, bang up his shoulder in practice on Thursday. Hopefully he can go. But if he can't go, I think that's going to make Jerry Judy um, kind of ma- ma- giving him the number one overall wide receiver spot and, and kind of give more, uh, more role to Noah Fane as well. If everybody is healthy, there's a lot of talent on that offense. So it's all up to Drew Locke to make it work. Um, so I'm likely going to be playing the wait in game C for the Broncos. If Cortland Sutton is healthy and can play, I think he is one of the better plays in the in the game, obviously. As for the Titans, Broncos did kind of keep Derrick Henry under control last year. So if they can do the same thing this week in week one, I think they're a success for the Titans defense. Uh, Broncos do struggle against tight ends. So I do like, just like I talked about heading into drafts, I think we're going to see early on that Johnny Smith is in for a big year. And I think he can have a big game against a Broncos defense that struggles against the tight end position. That'll do it for today's podcast. Um, it's kind of a rough one to start. We'll get, we'll get better as the, as the games move along, kind of getting back in the hang of things. So hopefully we, you, you stuck with us throughout the whole podcast. We'll get better as we get going throughout the season. If you're not done so already, please give us a follow on at FansportsGenius on Twitter and at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. It's not too late to become part of the Genius Mob or to purchase our Mastermind Chat. We have weekly, monthly, and full season packages available. One-on-one access with yours truly via text messages regarding anything and all fantasy football. 100% of your questions will be answered within 24 hours, most likely within an hour or two, and always up to answer questions up to kickoff for those last-second uh, roster moves, last-second uh, late scratches, whatever it might be. I will help you uh, get back in the hang of things, dominate your leagues. Let's join now and get that extra help to put your team over the top in 2020 and bring home the trophy. Have a great weekend. Thanks for the listening. Let's dominate your leagues, and let's get the W in Week 1. Have a great weekend.